Drake is living like a video game character for, for sure. Like the video game character with all the cheats when you unlock, unlock all the money yeah. in the game, yeah. unlock all the special items. What yeah. else is there to do? What else is there to yeah. do? Yo, what's good, fellas? Welcome back. We're live now. How y'all feeling? How was y'all weekend? My weekend, yo, I'm not gonna lie. My weekend on Sunday was in WeWork, planning for the week. I had this mentality. We, my girlfriend and I, we try to have one day a week where we zone in and try to essentially prepare and attack the week. Saying, because I find that at this at this stage, that, that everybody, if you go into the week without a plan everybody's attacking you with whatever their plan is. <laughs> so on Sunday, I was on uh, WeWork, but, uh, and then Saturday, just ch just ch regular chilling and stuff with friends and just hanging out. My weekend was it's chill, it? bro. I, I didn't do much of anything. Yeah, I was chilling at the crib, cleaning up, just doing stuff around the house. So for the first time in a while, doing nothing. So that was yeah. pretty much <laughs> That don't even make sense. Dre doing nothing. That don't even make sense. <laughs> You're the most restless person I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you though i'm happy take a break bro yeah, yeah. it's needed you though it. you deserve it you actually deserve it though yeah, yeah. No, I, I i needed it i needed it i, I was i've been on the go need more too the last couple of weeks so. <laughs> honestly i feel like i haven't been getting enough sleep man i need to get more sleep how many hours of sleep y'all be averaging a night okay so look first first things first i got everybody here at aura ring so let's let, let's let's just let's address that okay we oh, yeah. let's it, look everybody I'm gonna make this public. I need y'all to commit to getting the, the subscription plan for Aura Ring so that we can go, so that y'all can join circles. I have I have circles uh, including my friend my my friends and then also my my uh, family. In which case, you know we I we can see each other's sleep habits, et cetera, and, and yeah. whatnot. I advise y'all. I'm not sure if y'all have a subscription or not. But it's, one of the groups is called Health as Well, <laughs> and and uh, yeah. But as far as how much sleep I get, I'll put it like this: it it does vary. But I I shoot just to, to sleep eight to nine hours. That's where I shoot to sleep primarily because of you know, my sleep scores indicating when I have a sleep score of maybe eighty or above. Like I my days are usually really great, and usually that's just tied to just having a longer amount of sleep, getting a longer opportunity to, to sleep, not drinking alcohol before you sleep, et cetera, things like that. And, but some days, like this weekend, I had slept for two hours, woke up, and it was just, I just kept going. I just kept going. I, don't, I just kept going. But I don't recommend that. But my aim is to, my aim and goal would be to be a 90 sleep score. But right now, I think the 80, at least, is where I like to go. And, and usually it's hours. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely echo that. I try to get eight hours of sleep, but that's- It's hard. Something. It's hard. It's you, know, you know what it is? I'm a night owl. Same. Same. So that's why I'm it's a hard. Night owl. I'm a night owl with early morning aspirations. Me and like, I know. Yeah, I, right. I, I like to stay up late and I like to get up early, but that shit does not coincide together. Like, you cannot do both. That's why I asked that. Like, eventually you're going to crash. <laughs> What yeah. about you, Brylon? What's your what's your routine nah, looking like these days? I'm gonna I'm 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 keep it a stack. I I nowadays I definitely prefer to be in bed early. That doesn't always happen because I get caught up in the TV show, Selena, and there's that. But typically, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm probably like 
just hearing this out loud. Probably, I would say five to seven, five, 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 five to seven hours. I think it's okay. sometimes, you be, you sometimes be up at it's just 4.30 and shit. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I think it's disrespectful hours. Bro. Wow. Like, that's, way too, bro, bro. that's way too early. <laughs> nah, but let me keep it a stack with you, bro. Like I, I definitely recommend for the early risers out there to try this, but I've been getting up literally at 5 a.m. And then I go yeah. do hot yoga, bro. Hot yoga is amazing. Hot, I'm not going to lie. That will have you, you on a different frequency. It will have you oh, on a different yeah. frequency. And it's harder yeah. than, 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 than people think. If you've never done it before, don't, don't, don't underestimate. Don't underestimate. But I'm going I'm I'm to take, take it a step further, bro. You got to yeah. do the hot. So they had this sculpt class. And so you got to okay. do hot yoga plus, plus lift weights. <laughs> I wouldn't attend. I'm not intending. I I ain't even, wait, and this is at all at 5 a.m.? I specifically go at six, but ah, that's when I that's when I do my own little thing. So. That's why you tired. That's why you tired so early, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> but I feel, hey, you know what though? I can't knock anything health related, especially yoga. I can tell you, hot yoga I was introduced to while actually while me and Dre were living in Berkeley, California, and I went into it. Not, I'm not gonna lie, not because me and Dre used to be at the gym all the time. We was bulky. We've had trainers. We, we didn't big. We didn't put work in. But that yoga stuff was different. <laughs> that yoga stuff was different, man. And uh, let me yeah. ask this though. I want, yeah, I want to ask this. When it comes to your health, what practices do you currently have? A ton for me. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but a ton for me. And yeah, a ton for me because without getting into too many details, in my family life, there's been a lot of my close ones that have struggled with health, both physically, physical health and also mental health. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, those were like, those were shocks. You know what I'm saying? Like shocks to my system. And it makes me, I do feel like I do a lot for my health. You know what I'm saying? And then I tried to extend that, for example, sending all my friends and people I care about, aura rings, et cetera. Cause that's really how I, how my heart feels about my health. But to get specific, I'll say this, I'll start with regular blood testing. So I do regular doctor visits, but I do my own private blood testing. The reason that I've been doing this, I've been doing this since 2016. And so th is that I have a record of all of my hormones over time. And what that has done is it's allowed me to see patterns. And, but also it helps me when I go talk to doctors, cause you have the paperwork, et cetera. And, and sometimes you might have an issue, like maybe you have insomnia or something, and you might find out that maybe you have hyperthyroid. But you would never find that out because a lot of um, things are, there's a lot of different things that a lot, I find that with a lot of things health related, symptoms can, can be, can mean a lot of different things. And I, I, I once read that doctors, if you're talking to a stomach doctor, they'll say you have a stomach issue. If you're talking to this type of doctor, they'll say you have that issue, et cetera. And so sometimes, so I'm a proactive person. So I, I work out, I do work out in the mornings around the time that you work out uh brian Lynn, probably seven cardio and and then just basic weights i don't wait is do as hard as i used to and then but yeah I, I do a private i have a private doctor but work pretty much quarterly but and it and i just keep records of that and then yeah aura rings i've i don't have watches that much i have one but i've gifted friends apple watches i know you got, i think you guys all have one of those too i think that's a good thing i think similar to ronnie i do regular blood work as well like mm -hmm. quarterly like i i, mm -hmm. I do it all the time like i'm yeah. definitely measuring a lot of different things there 
And then on a daily basis, I, I work out every day. And then I do, I just watch what I eat. That is really what it comes down to. I'm just really big on what I consume. So mm. I don't do a bunch of processed sugar shit. I don't do a bunch of stuff like high saturated fats in it. I'm just like really conscious about what I'm eating. And I noticed like that definitely has like impacts on just how I'm feeling throughout the day. You know what I'm For saying? For sure. Like, just not eating too heavy. I do a lot of intermittent fasting as well. So I don't eat breakfast. Uh, yeah. Usually, but if I do, it's going to be something incredibly light. That's a good uh, one. I just started fasting. I just started like that. doing that. Yeah. That's how, a good one. How's it been for you? How's it? Bro, I, I have felt like a drastic change, man. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel yeah, it, 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 definitely, I feel more energetic. I also yeah. feel like a lot more clear-minded and I feel, yeah, the thing about it is like from a weight perspective, you would probably look at me and be like, you ain't heavy, yeah. Yeah. but I felt heavy. And then I yeah. started doing that and in my yoga, <laughs> now I feel light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one thing about yoga. You will feel light. That, that's what, yeah. have, have, I, I felt like I had no body. I felt like it was just, I was just floating. I, I didn't have a body, but uh, yeah, Dre, shout well. Dre, like Dre said, though, this is not an ad, but like Dre said, try to avoid certain things. Look, we're in high performance positions. I'm drinking right now, no sugar, uh, hydration drink. Look, like I, I, I'm, Dre is 100% like on that, do that. But um, we, before we hop into some of these really interesting topics, we wanted to first start off with some very unfortunate series of events. And it, it's, these are real world events but that we were able to see primarily because, or at least for me. And there's, and so there is a state of war that is going on in Israel. A, there were some surprise attacks on Israel, firing rockets into cities. And there has been a death toll of over 1,500 people and hopefully we don't see any more casualties. And that way it stirred up a lot of uh, things that have been going on. But what I personally want to say from the bottom of my heart is that I hope that this can de-escalate sooner because I personally was seeing some very heartbreaking things on my, uh, on, on my feed and, and it's sad to see, and it's a human issue and it's prayers seriously to Anybody that was affected, especially in this, the, the innocent. And just so y'all know, a lot of schools and businesses, et cetera, in the country have been forced to take shelter, et cetera. And it's important. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't have really much more to add on that one. I, I don't really know the full details of the conflict other than- I was just about to say that. It's been happening yeah. for, for a long time. So yes, yeah, I'm not as informed on either side really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, I did, I did want to add this perspective, though, because today I was reading the, pump, the Pump's recent newsletter, and he was specifically talking about how Gen Z, specifically similar to a few past generations, is a unique generation because they've primarily grown up in a like inflationary economy, especially mm. thinking about most of them started oh, to come into oh. adulthood right around the pandemic. And now you had the financial crisis and all, all that. And they, he, was, he specifically was talking about some research, how research has shown that when banks and their people expect inflation to continue to go higher, typically they, that leads to inflationary outcomes. So like business owners, if they expect inflation, they'll actually start to raise their price. And so he was talking about like how we're getting stuck 
in this cycle, this perpetual cycle of mm -hmm. inflation from a psychological standpoint with the younger generations coming up behind, but also where we're, with where the world is going. And he specifically called out this very interesting dynamic when it comes to chaos, like in war, mm -hmm. it, which is relevant to what the, the conflict that is happening in Israel right now. Yeah. But what he, what, what, what he said was at the same time that central bankers are trying to manage the economy, which is a nearly impossible task by itself, they will also have to be cognizant of the increasing chaos and conflict around the world. For example, the United States is being forced to drastically increase our national debt in response to our geopolitical strategy. Here's how it works. War, war breaks out somewhere in the world. Other nations ask the U.S. for weapons and money. The U.S. gives the weapons and money to other nations. Then the U.S. begins to run low on weapons and money. More war breaks out globally because the U.S. is weakened. Other nations ask the U.S. for weapons and money. The cycle repeats. As the U.S. gets yeah. weaker in the world, it becomes more chaotic. We are forced to increase our national debt at a furious pace in order to pay for all the weapons and money we are giving everyone. You can say this is happening with the conflict in Ukraine already. We've already deployed $500 billion and some will say a trillion. But also he was talking about how this is going to how this is starting to tie back into what's happening in Israel. And what he said is, this was very interesting, where he was talking about potential conflict. There's also potential conflicts that could kick off in Taiwan. And then he also said the U.S. is in a place where they can't fund every war on earth. And so he started yes. talking about this global game of chess that China is playing because they don't yeah. necessarily have to be in direct conflict with the U.S. to For sure. get victory over us. Yeah. So sure. basically, yeah. So it's this theory, if I'm understanding, like basically our adversaries, like China, maybe even Russia too, perhaps, are yes. like s essentially spinning up these like proxy wars with the U.S. through other countries and other means to economically destabilize us. Yeah. 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 Uh, and here's the I thing. Here's the thing. I I'll say this: it's very plausible. It's very plausible. Because there's a lot of different attacks on the United States in multiple different ways. And, and a lot of them are not, like Dre said, it's not like a direct attack coming from, but it's more of a strategic warlike strategy, in which case they're not directly doing anything per se, but, but they are. And that does reinforce some of the things that I personally believe about United States is that I really do believe that a lot of our resources, the much as we can be brought to the places in America, first things first, family first, essentially, is the way I look at it. Because, like, for example, I don't want to get too much into it, but I, I had a health, uh, uh, there was a health scare with uh, one of my loved ones. And we're brand, brand new. Everything's brand new. The infrastructures are not where they, like, the schools are not where, where they should be. The hospitals are not where they should be. Certain, certain things. And it, it does feel when we do do these things so we want to stand up for the right thing at the same time it is this interesting dynamic where we also have people who are really in dire need inside of our own country but they're not dealing with oh, no, they war but they're not dealing with they're not dealing with war and i think that's what people are most they're not dealing with direct attacks and i think that's maybe where some people are seeing it and by the way regarding this when, when things like these happen you a, a lot of stuff comes on our feeds. For example, the first tweet I saw was like, yeah, I, we think this is a 10% chance of war. Mind you, that may not have no factual basis, but this is the fact that that was like my first tweet and had a lot of engagement. That does destabilize a lot of things. And that does make people operate differently within the world 
and, and there's effects to that. On the brighter side, as far as building and hopefully building towards a better future, look, three days ago, Amazon announced that they are launching their first satellite prototypes. They're currently just called, it's a project it's called Cooper, I think. Yeah. K-U-I-P-E-R, for those that want to search it. And they want to build a network of 3,200 satellites. They're essentially trying to get into the game of offering space internet. Um, and there's probably some other things too. It's probably not just that. If I think about long-term, they're getting into the game of that. But to give you guys some relativity, I just want to let you guys know that they are plant like they're starting to launch about 3,200 satellites. And Starlink, as of right now, has 5,000 current satellites in, in orbit. And they are, and their goal is to do uh, 42,000. And which will basically give the entire world accessibility via Starlinks. So it's no surprise there. But what do you guys think about that, that move by Amazon and yeah. And like where maybe even internet and, and space is going. Cause, Cause it seems like there's some connections there. I'm surprised they haven't launched something like this a, a while ago, but perhaps there's, I, I can assume like probably what some of the reasons why they haven't. And I'm only thinking about this in this regard because I used to work for an internet service provider uh, yeah. a long time ago. Uh, so I'm pretty abreast on like how the space has evolved over time. And yeah. there's been many, Facebook, for example, has had projects that they've killed off to try to provide open access to internet. Google did the same thing. I can't, I think Google's was like Project Loom or something like that. Like they had a project where they were trying to give, I remember that. Give open internet. I remember uh, that. To the developing world and Facebook was trying to do the same thing. So this idea of trying to give open and available access to internet has been like on the minds of a lot of big companies for a while, yeah. primarily because they are trying to figure out how to get their product to these people. Like yeah. Facebook's trying yeah, to figure out how do we get more people to use Facebook? Of course. If they have the internet, yeah. they can use Facebook, right? Yeah. They don't have the internet. If they, if they can't access our products, then yeah. Right. <laughs> so like it was always from that perspective, but I think what, what uh, SpaceX did was Starlink uh seems was a forcing function for other folks in the space amazon i'm sure there's other people too that are doing it. i'm sure it's not just those providers that'll be doing it uh but i think generally it makes uh sense i think first of all to give everybody here on earth like access to internet but i think beyond that it is going to help accelerate the things that are going to be happening in space and i think yes. that's where it's really yeah. interesting because if you're going to be in space, you need internet, right? So you need really strong. You really need really strong internet at that. Like yeah. You don't want no. Yeah. You don't want no dead zones yeah. you in space. Want, you don't. You don't want me disconnected. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that shit to drop off and trying to reconnect and reboot yeah. in space. So uh, I, th I think it makes. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'm excited to see just like any new technology and new any new infrastructure, right? Like developers, entrepreneurs, they see it and they start building. The, it it enables a new level of building, right? Like the iPhone enables us to do yes. things that we couldn't do with just the computer, the desktop computer, yeah. right? So now there's the question, okay, what does it look like if you have space internet, right? With everybody in any corner of the earth had access to internet, what does that actually look like? Then what does it look like if you get fast, super fast internet while you're in space, while you're traveling up to space, while you're flying? So there, I think there's a lot of directions that can go into. So I'm super excited to see like what innovations come from it. And obviously with AWS being the largest, one of the largest cloud providers, I think they're going to really force builders to build. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Bro, I have a specific question for you. Yeah. 
should the cell phone providers be worried? Because right now, I'll give you like what it seems to me is that that they all there's all different network coverages and they all own different amounts of networks or whatever across the nation. And for their primary thing is make is you are you're paying for the phone. You know what I'm saying? Because the phone is very expensive for the uh, iPhone. It's like damn near two thousand dollars, right? Yeah. So most people are not just they're not just coming out the gate buying the new phone straight up. But just in general, though, do you think the cell phone network, cellular networks should be a uh, concern and also ISPs? Because it almost seems like if they don't do some of these things, that Amazon and Starlink, like they, what do they do? Yeah, I think Brian dropped off for a little bit. He might hop back on, but yeah, I, I'll open it up. I actually don't think they should necessarily be concerned only because mm-hmm. okay. they're at the core of a lot of the shit that's taking place. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get their money. You know what I'm saying? Whether you technically have Verizon service or not, or AT&T service or not, a lot of the times the commu- the information that gets transmitted in order to even mm-hmm. give you access to internet or in even order to even translate information a lot of times goes through the infrastructure that a lot of these big telecommunication companies own. Right? It does. So it does. So it's, I think in order for them to really be concerned, we have to real. we would have to really redo communications from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, internet itself is still a physical thing, even if it's wireless, right? And those cables, right. those fire optic cables, the information yeah. and physical internet yeah. travels through. Is oh, well, that will always be necessary. That will always be necessary. Yeah. That will always it's be always necessary. Nec- it's, it's always, always necessary. necessary, and those are owned by the big, large telecommunication well, companies. Uh, well, so well, I guess maybe more of my question is, maybe more of my question is, is like a what Amazon doing the equivalent of how ChatGPT takes away some people looking for answers on Google in some ways. In so way, does it, it maybe not? So you're you're saying does it take away a use case from like another product? More so, like. I know that, that the infrastructure has to exist and it will exist for sure. But as far as like the, the current way that they're doing their business, you, because you, you and I noticed this, right? And this was interesting. How there's all these different cell networks now. There's the major ones, the top five ones, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But even T-Mobile came with Sprint. I'm noticing that you can, for example, like I, I, was, on, I was looking at plans and you can buy unlimited plans Twenty, thirty dollars a month that are backed by these same networks, and so that I don't know what to take from that, other than I, I don't know what to take from that because it's, it's because in my mind I'm like so for example I went to a plaza the, uh, the other day and there was some company by Verizon it wasn't a Verizon authorized seller it was just a, a provider by Verizon and so I was thinking in my mind I have Verizon and I'm paying a hundred and something a month per can I buy my phone all right. But then there's this plan that's saying they're backed by Verizon. Is there something I'm missing that's twenty dollars? And they're saying it's twenty dollars a month. Why? Why should I be loyal to Verizon then? If, if I'm if I can get the twenty dollar a month version, unless there's something that I'm potentially missing, you know what I'm saying? So basically, what I'm saying is that what in regards to our devices, maybe more does that will they have to address those changes, or will there be challenges in the future about how they make money? Because I believe the infrastructure you can't get rid of. Like, those are physical infrastructures. They're going to be needed, but will they have to repurpose it to make money or something like that? 
right now they make money. I would say any internet service provider makes money through data, right? They're an infrastructure and they're a data transfer business. That is the business model. And so whatever the endpoint is can always change. Like people are not subscribing to cable as much, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So the business model behind monetizing that specific data set is probably dying. But on the flip side of that, people are accessing streaming, right? So the business model in terms of streaming data is up now. So sure. I think the, the business sure. still stays sure. the same for a lot of these big companies. But you're right, though. I do think the business model might shift, but it's still yeah. a data business, just gotcha. how the data gets transferred. And the, gotcha. the other thing I'll say, too, is we talked about this before about Microsoft and how Microsoft was successfully sued by the government for antitrust. The same yeah. thing actually happened yeah. to, to yeah. AT&T, by the way. So, yeah. like. These telecommunication companies are massive and monopolistic, right? Like they're that big. And so I don't think that, I don't think there's like any immediate threat. Not immediate. But hell, who knows what Elon is doing with SpaceX? He might. Not really immediate. Definitely not immediate. There's no way there's an immediate threat. There's absolutely, I can't, I'm agree with you on that. There's no way there's an immediate threat. But I wonder like five, 10 years. point though. You can get a gig a second off of. Hold on, hold on, go ahead, Brian. Now, what I was going to say is like on that point, though, around what is Elon doing, the, I thought I found this very interesting. So what SpaceX did was they formed a partnership, well, one of the first partnerships with uh, T-Mobile. Smart. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I see what yeah, they're doing. And, and so they're already oh. starting. It looks like they're starting to look at doing that with, with a few other providers as well. AT&T is trying to block it, it looks like. But, bro, yeah. They have to partner, bro. Bro, This shit is expensive. The physical infrastructure to rebuild it is just, it's not, it's it's astronomical. Brian, can I ask you a question? That's cracking. (laughs) Again, an interesting question. Out of all the characters, out of all the carriers, and uh, and also keep in mind, I'm thinking about brand too and stuff like that. Like in my mind, I think Delta and I think Verizon, you know what I'm saying? But that's obviously not the case, for, for example, in real life. Now, you add this information when you're saying Starlink, you know, I'm saying did a partnership with T-Mobile. That's, that's, that that, 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 that kind of changes why that might have happened and, and, and gave me a little bit of maybe a, a slight closure on that loop. Because I was wondering why T-Mobile, out of all the things that De- I feel like Delta could have partnered with anybody. But if, if, if yeah. T-Mobile partnered with Starlink, if Starlink has a network right now of 5,000 suborbit satellites, then when you're in a flight, you're right next to them. You're right next to the internet. Yeah. Now, so this is the interesting thing I think people don't usually talk about when it comes to space is that like today's innovations and breakthroughs primarily have been driven by technology, but the impact technology has had on costs. And so if you think about, if you think about like back in the day, they spent Mm -hmm. billions of dollars to build satellites. And at the same time, they had to be able to obviously get the biggest bang for their buck. So that's in terms of coverage. And so this is important just because that pushed them into the deep parts of space where when SpaceX came around and changed the economics of space, because now what it used to cost to fly to space is now cut in 10 to 100x because the fact that you can reuse certain components, that changed shit. And so what that changed was specifically the willingness for folks to be able to say, okay, We may not have the best satellite technology because we're not investing all that crazy money, but we can actually get more of these at a cheaper price into space. And so now instead of it being 
about how wide one can be. It's about how connected they are. Like, yeah, so do you see the strategy yeah. that, yes, yeah, I see, yeah, it I see, literally, I see, so it went from yeah. a single standalone kind of product to the product became the network. That's like that shift in thinking is so important when it comes to space, because that's what's enabling the Starlinks, the Amazons, like you and other players who are going to continue to pop up. That's I'm small change. Lie. You basically, in so many words, said everybody in the world is technically going to be connected. Oh, no, 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 no. Like everybody it's, in the world. Yes. But like, it's like telepath damn near. Especially I mean, when you think about like, Facebook and stuff. You're going to need that with, with Neuralink. Shit. Yeah. You got to get the planet. Bro, when you yeah. think about, think about where we're going with self-driving cars. Think yeah. about where we're going with self-operating robots, like the humanoids that we've talked about mm -hmm. before. Think about where we're going with brain chips, like I just said, with Neuralink. Like, we're going to need more high-speed bandwidth internet, and we're going to yes. need that shit on demand, need everywhere, yes. yeah. broad coverage, backup, like, all of yeah, that shit. Reliability. Cause, cause, reliability. Yeah, reliability. Yeah, you, you're not going to want to be in a self-driving car going 70 miles down the highway, and your shit just get disconnected. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's funny. No, it's funny. No, it's funny. I, when I was on the Starlink site, so they have multiple different options, right? Uh, and mind you, I was just telling y'all, I couldn't buy one maybe like eight months, eight like it wasn't that long ago I couldn't buy one. So they just put them out on the low because I didn't see it. But they have this one option. It's the ultra performance option. You can add Wi-Fi to any car. And mm. it's built for all conditions and whatever. And all of, all of America has coverage. And I'm like, and I'm like, and the speeds are up to, I think they're like top speed, like almost damn near business level speeds. And I'm like, Wait, so it's a satellite, it's a satellite you add to the You got to see it. It's a panel. It's like a panel. Look like, you know how Solar City has those panels? Yeah. It's like a panel. So it's, it's like a panel. Yeah. It's like a panel. Wow. So if your car didn't have, yeah. So if your car didn't have Wi-Fi, I, I was, mind you, my, I, I was, my girlfriend, Ryan told me that some cars do come with Wi-Fi now, which I did not yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, I know it is wild. That, like, we come a long way. But like to be able to augment a car and put that level of, because yeah, you can have a, a Wi-Fi cellular network, but we know those hotspots. If they was really strong yeah. and reliable, everybody would still have one. But they're talking about high performance under all conditions, and you can install it on the top of your car or wherever, and wow. you could just, and, and again, also there's the Starlink Rome where you can have it where if you, yeah, it's for nomads, they say, whatever you want. If, if you want to go here, go here. Let, and it's just, that's unbelievable. I'm not going to lie to you. So mm -hmm. if Amazon is trying to do any, anything like that, I'm looking forward to that too. But like y'all said, this has become a very intriguing conversation based on everything y'all said. Um, Let, uh, let's yeah. make it a little bit more intriguing because hold up. This sure. is wild that what I just noticed what you were speaking of, because I wasn't even thinking of the fucking car, mm -hmm. is, bro, we just got abundant connectivity. Yes. That, that is wild. Abundant not, connectivity. Clear, yes. Never don't know. Never know. But let's add this to the equation. Have, we've all we've already talked about like the abundance of like intelligence. So you got abundance of connectivity, yeah. abundance of intelligence. There's an yeah. abundance of energy coming just in yeah. terms of like fusion. Yeah. What does the world look like when all I'm that abundance you, is there? I'm telling you, I've often thought, and I'm gonna sound crazy. Um, I think to some people, or probably to most people. Um, I think we're going to be extremely abundant as far as even with finance, even with money. I, I think, I, I don't know how, I, I do, and also I believe it will be within our lifetimes. 
I just don't. I just don't know. I just yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it'll be within our lifetimes because what I've noticed is that it's typically the fact that we have a lot of distractions in the world, and also we haven't used all the talent in our world. And for example, just being able to increase access of certain like for for me, right? I'm a product of Google and PayPal. Thing, if those things were not created, you would not have me right now on a podcast. And I see multiple different things. For example, these like uh, services, right, right, like right now I'm on a starting site. They have it for uh, yachts. You could put it on your yacht. You know what I'm saying? You could put it, you could put it, I, I like it's, and, but the thing is, is that these things are happening so quickly that I don't think people have, the reason why I say it's going to be in our lifetime is because it's just a matter of time before people start to realize and certain things will accelerate that. You know what I'm saying, for example, if Starlink had a financial incentive for, for example, like a franchise type of system, let's just say, generally speaking, you know what I'm saying? That would make people be like, oh, let me buy a bunch of this infrastructure and put it in hot places or put it in places that I think is necessary, et cetera. Like it, it's, it becomes this thing where, and then also the car thing, like I'll, like I'll show you guys, it's crazy, but, but yeah, we're talking about real futuristic stuff. But yes, my thing is, I do think money and a lot of things will be highly abundant within our lifetimes. And I'm almost positive of that. Um, I'm almost positive of that. It's just because a lot of, I just think that right now there are, are a lot of human relations that need to be resolved. And I think that's the, yeah, human relations, a lot of human, like that part, just human affairs. Those are the things that, you know, I won't say stifle because it comes with a negative connotation, but they slow down the progress of where we're ultimately headed. But yeah, I think, what yeah, I'm, yeah. I think what I'm really most impressed by, and we we can move on after this, other yeah. than like the technology itself, because space and satellite internet is not like a new, like I said, no, it's, it's not, not new. new. This is, none no, of this is new. new. This has been around for a long time. Yes. You could have always bought like a satellite and got internet. Like that's not anything new there. But what I'm most impressed by, I would say, is the SpaceX team and their ability to spin up like these side businesses in order to fund the broader mission that they're going after like oh, spinning up space internet sp spinning up space internet is not was not a core part of the the plan of getting to mars and like building reusable rockets it's almost like they needed to to create this business in order to generate more money in addition to the other areas that they're that they've been able to go into but like the actual business that spacex has been able to build from this satellite internet and yeah. the future businesses that they're going to be able yeah. to build from it I think is remarkable. And I think that yeah. that is yeah. going to further accelerate what they're going to do in terms of building rockets to get us to Mars, right? Because if they have a more sustainable business model, they can invest those cap invest those profits Dre. and actually build a longer term sustainable company. Hold on, this, I think this Elon Musk bro, Elon Musk is about to have two trillion yes. dollar companies, bro. Yes. No, no, no. I kid you not. Bro, and so what I think about? that's worth noting, right? Like the internet and all of that is what fine about? and dandy, yeah, but I think about? when you zoom out for a second and you look at what Elon is actually building from a business standpoint, I think it's remarkable. To, 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 we're going to build reusable rockets and now we need to build other businesses to like to do this shit. Well, and those well, need to be big. Space has become to, a platform. But, but exactly. Look, right. Exactly. And, but also I want to point out for the listeners something that and Dre, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're essentially saying that, look, Starlink is a side business. Just, just think about that. That's a side yeah. business to the main company. It's, like, 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 it's, it's a side business. You know what I'm yeah. saying? With extreme value. You know what I'm saying? And 
And uh, yeah, and they've offered. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, because on the last on the me and Brian was talking, and I was telling him that I was reading the Elon book, and uh, what I'll go into. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but he made it very clear that his mission, his objective, he made it abundantly clear to every single company. His objection is to get to Mars before he dies. Whether or not that happens or not, I don't know. He doesn't know. I don't even know if he believes he, it can happen, but it doesn't matter whether or not it can happen. But he believes it. He tells his whole team that. And so anything that SpaceX does that's outside of like literally the rock, like outside of the rocket actually traveling to Mars from Earth to Mars, it's all a side business. It's all yeah. in service of literally yeah. trying to achieve that one mission, that one objective. Uh, I I had a few things and uh, yeah, these I just find very interesting because like I, this one, like I, I, I was not that aware of it, but do y'all know how many folks globally suffer from malaria? From what? Do you know how I many don't. folks suffer from malaria globally? I said probably a, lot, probably a lot. I just thought probably. a random number. Isn't know. Bill? Isn't the Bill Gates Foundation or something like that? Isn't that something yeah, that they're yeah, focused yeah. on? I do, I do, I do feel like that is something they're focused on. And so, actually, it's it's two hundred fifty fifty million. Yeah, I mean, and that's not that much. It's not as bad as I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, but ninety five percent of those. So hold on, this is crazy. Much. <laughs> it's 90, relatively not, yeah. Ninety five percent of those are in Africa. And 80% of those are kids under five. That's terrible. What percentage of that leads to death? Do you know? Yeah. Actually, it is only, it looks like only five. So they need health. A very small percentage, a very small percentage, actually. So 619,000 people die from it. And 96% oh, okay. of that are in Africa. I see. I see, I see. It's okay. Yeah. But so, I'm not trying to minimize it, but yeah. just Yeah, yeah, no, we just, we just put in some context. And so the thing that recently happened, and I just, while I just wanted to hit on this was they, the World Health Organization actually just announced a second vaccine for malaria. Mm -hmm. And yeah, well, this isn't the first one. The, the, the first one kind of came out a few years ago. But the issue with that is it hasn't been able to scale. So it only gets to, they're only able to produce like 800 like not 800, 8 million uh, doses a year, where with this new vaccine, they're going to be able to produce upwards of 200 million, hopefully starting. That's incredible. That's incredible. So basically, it's all, like this it's is a this is an opportunity to potentially eradicate. The change, honestly, things like that are incredible. Or or at least get this to everybody who needs it. Not Maybe not eradicate yeah. it, but get it to everybody who needs it. And it's incredible because one, yeah, one, it's just we have that. We don't worry about that here. You no, know, we don't. Uh, we don't worry about that here. So it's incredible from the standpoint of a, of a, the world and being a world citizen or international citizen. That's incredible. And it also makes me very feel very optimistic because I just think back to even in America when there was a lot of things that people were dying. Like the population in America when they first started wasn't that big, wasn't that big. And people were dying of all different types of things, et cetera. And we made a lot of progress. And now we have a pretty, we have a pretty, we could do better, but we have a pretty good infrastructure. Kids are going to make it. There's some things that we want to like help with, but I, I do think that's a big deal. And and kids are the future, and, and, and I think kids are the future and stuff. Uh, it's not just kids, though, of course, but that's big. I'm super excited about that. Glad, thanks for sharing. Hey, yeah, no problem. I have a, go ahead. Oh, I have a crazy question here. This is a thought. 
Do you think it's in the best interest? I don't know in the best interest of who, but just in in the best interest of someone to prevent us from eradicating a ton of infectious yes. diseases that that kill. Because I think yeah. it's obvious that we all agree that what quantum computing, what AI, and unlimited energy that we are on the brink of being able to spin up. We can pretty much solve any disease, right? This is no longer a matter of like yes. technology existing. This is just a matter of like our will and effort that we choose to apply to the problem. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering now, like all these like sub industries that exist from these diseases, especially like the really infectious ones, they really kill, let's say cancer, for example, mm-hmm. like that's a massive market in terms of yeah. like just caring yes. for cancer. It's extremely expensive. Extremely it's extremely expensive. expensive. So I'm wondering, although like this technology is here and we're super optimistic about its capabilities and what it can do, I'm wondering if we're going to hit this point where it's just not in the best interest for those problems to be solved oh, because the, yes. the business model doesn't support <laughs> it being solved. What does right. the world of healthcare look think, like if mm. cancer is solved? Okay, go ahead, Brian. You go first. So what I was going to say to that is it's crazy uh, that you even bring this up because I'm actually reading this book on the whole biotech space and it's called Building Backwards. I recommend it for anybody that's interested in just learning about that space. But typically the way things happen is biotechs typically get things to the early phases. So phase one, phase two of clinicals, and then big pharma comes in and is actually the one that gets that drug or therapeutic to the market, right? Mm. And so the way they both make decisions is different, right? Because big pharma has to make sure that, hey, I got 10 years to sell this drug. I got to be able to get it to the right market and hopefully they buy it so I can get my rate of return. Where for the biotech, they're just, hey, can we get an acquisition? That's what success is. And the reason why I say this is I think I can definitely see a misalignment of that market happening. and. Where it's going to happen is I could see the biotech folks who are already starting to explore things like AlphaFold and different ways of using those different technologies to come up with this. Because at the end of the day, the way I could see it trickling down is if big pharma, they really do make decisions like that. If there's, if there is a market where they can make some money, Mm -hmm. they have to recoup their investment. And so I don't know if capitalism is set up for eradication to exist same okay. way i've heard I've, I've recently heard capitalism isn't set up for a lot of clean tech solutions to exist and yeah i don't know i think the economics is just different hmm. I, I i hear what i think jay if if dre i just want to make sure i understand your point before i i think it sounds like your your point is, is that we have this tune technology that can eradicate and we have it now and, and we and if we wanted to we could get that going especially with the new developments. And you're just essentially saying, hey, that's great, but you have a skept- you're a little skeptical because of the nature of the business, of, of business. And, and, and I would say you're 100% right in your, skeptical, your skepticism. The breakthroughs are optimistic and, and they're great, but we will, the practical, the, the real celebrations are going to be the distributions. And usually that's where the challenges come into play because usually there are prior, either prior players or other people involved. They can even be political players, not even business, that are involved in these things. For example, I recently saw a an article about Walmart saying they've seen ever since the the skyrocketing of, of Zempic, which is a drug that helps people hmm. with diabetes manage their weight, but also just in general, it's huge in Los Angeles and in just places where there's entertainment. 
and and Walmart seeing actual drops in sales of sugary foods and certain things because this drug, for example, this one shot that you take per day reduces your cravings um, for alcohol, reduces your cravings for food, certain sugary foods, et cetera. And that actually is interesting because on one hand, there there was this, we don't have enough of that Ozempic for diet, people on diabetes, et cetera, because people started to look like, oh, okay, this can also be used for like just weight loss purposes, period. Not just, so there's a shortage, but now that they're catching up with that, they're also seeing this some all this is all ecosystem, and so it's in, in some ways Walmart was maybe not intentionally was benefiting off of of dysfunction, people not being able to control their sugar cravings or not being able to drinking alcohol and stuff like that. And this drug, and, and here's the thing: no drugs without side effects. Uh, you can uh, um, or whatever, uh, but like Dre said earlier in the podcast about health not like less sugar, not processed foods, et cetera. And there is a lot of big business around all those things. When we think about what Brian just said, yeah, for sure. I see challenges. I see challenges. I just don't. And, but here's what I do believe. I do believe that there's a, that I don't know the answer to skirt around the challenges, but I believe there is a way to skirt around them eventually. I just don't know how do you do it. And that's usually kind of the thing like, yeah. And I even maybe, yeah. Cause I think disease beyond the, the business side of it. I think disease in general serves as like a population, like a form of population uh, control. Politics. So, no, population control. Meaning if we didn't have diseases, you would have more people living longer lives and there would be more people, right? And if there's more people and there are more people living longer lives, then you have more people pulling our resources, right? You need more oh, food, well, well, you need more mean, electricity, yeah, you I need get, more, yeah, you right. much more of a lot of you're stuff, right. right? If you Lim have... If right. you have less people, I'm, I'm just giving my point. I'm not, this isn't a counter yeah. to what you said. I'm just saying in general, yeah. Yeah. I just think disease is a, is, it is a form of population control. It does help keep the numbers, it does help balance out the numbers in a way. And, and so, yeah, again, yeah, in a world there, where we can solve, in a world where we can solve unlimited disease, I think that brings the question of how do you maintain that? How do you maintain that population control? Because you got so many countries right now, at least in the U.S., we don't have this problem because we're lucky in the U.S. But if you go to some other developing countries, there's already resource constraints. There's already a lack of food. There's already a lack of clean water. There's already a lack of great health care. There's already a lack of that stuff. And what does it look like when you got three or four X the number of populated people trying to fight for those same resources? I don't have the answer to it. It's complex. Interesting it's complex. Game, interesting it's complex. game theory to, uh, to, to, to play out. Yeah, it's, it's complex. It's complex. But I ultimately, and I just want to clarify what I meant by like, uh, by political though, was that, is that when I think about population control, I, I, I think I, my mind thinks there are people that, that are maybe government bodies or people are, who are maybe influencing those things, not necessarily individuals. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, but I think you're spot on with, there are, but here's the thing. That's why I think the challenge usually is doing it in a way where it can't be stopped. And that's usually the hard part. And, but mm. for example, when you look at like a completely different example, but it's, it's, it's a, a more of an analogy. You can really, they really like, for example, Uber, it would be, it, it was very hard to stop them given the fact of the nature of the business. You could say we can ban Uber. But how do you prevent somebody from bringing their phone in the car and then picking up somebody on the street? I'm saying, like, how do you prevent that, per se? And But I can see how before a smartphone, that was easy to regulate. That was easy not to. So basically what I'm saying is that 
Mm. It's, there's a possibility that luckily the good part is that hopefully we have, hopefully that technology that Brian speaks of is works and we have it. The next thing is, okay, yeah, there's going to be people who don't want that to like, not everybody's going to, not everybody wants everybody healthy. Not everybody wants everybody strong. Not everybody wants everybody educated. And, and, and that's just the reality of our world. And, and, and not everybody doesn't want, not everybody wants everybody rich and the list goes on. But yeah, yeah it could be some struggles there, but hopefully it's good. Um, what I, let me add that to some, because I think there's a way to connect the dots between the, the two topics we've talked about so far, which is going back to Jerry's argument of if we are to eradicate this, like population what, control yeah, is basically removed yeah. Yeah, and next? we're bound by our physical space. But I think, I think this is the thing a lot of, yeah, going back to that quote I've been sharing recently that. The future already exists. It's just not evenly distributed yet. I think this is where like people's lack of knowledge of space is, 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 is very important because a lot of the aspirations of these folks like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all these other folks in space, the reason why they like the reason why they're doing that is because they see that on the horizon. There's a really good book I recommend y'all check out. But it's called the next five hundred years engineering life to reach Man, new world. I was just thinking about I was thinking about hundred years in my mind, but, that, but now, go ahead. No, so there's this professor. His name is Christopher Mason. His name is Christopher Mason, and mm -hmm. he studies space genetics, specifically what happens to our genes when in space for pro, for prolonged periods of time. And he's actually working on. He's been working on a piece of research with NASA for a while now on the different things we can do to change up our genetics to make sure that humans can survive in space. So I think that's where, what thing with that it's those things that people don't understand that right now we're attacking space from the biology standpoint. Like we've been attacking space from the hardware standpoint, software standpoint for the last decade or so. Eventually those things will collide if human beings stay at them long enough. And so I do think it's real, maybe not in our lifetime, but like, that think of, you got to think that far ahead. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I think if we can, if all of us in the podcast can live to 100, I'm telling you, this shit is going to be unrecognizable. I'm like to a little <laughs> like, like I'm telling. I'm like it. I'm. It's because it's the exponential part of it, and when I think mm. about population, well, when I think about population control. And stuff like that, valid. And then I think about okay, cool. We let's say they somebody skirted around that, and then now that you have these growing populations. Here's the thing: we're noticing, for example, in the United States at least, that a lot of people are choosing to opt out of having children, or they're waiting longer, or they're not getting, or et cetera. And so those are like, and so there's almost like a data point around. It's almost I'm not gonna lie to you. Certain places that have less resources right now in the future will probably be in a really because they'll have the ability to learn from everybody else. Why did China go this way? Why did America, like, why did they start? Like, there basically, there will be an ability to build off of mistakes of others, which is usually mm -hmm. how you want it to go. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, but I'm not going to lie to you. If I had to guess, if I personally had to guess, and I know it, it seems it's the typical black thing to say, but in, from, the, from my actual logic standpoint, I think primarily Africa will be the place that that ends up being or india or both but like i think africa will probably end up being the place with a lot of because the fact that 
the malaria is that bad. That's the problem that we're so far, like that lets me know there's so many things. And so I, I think, think Africa they, is about to leapfrog a lot yes, of people's yes, futures. Yes. No, yes, they are. So I, and in what way? Hundreds of ways. How much time? Like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just give a few, and then I, I do want to share this one story. But the the first way is I'm just thinking about connectivity. Like that that trend is going to continue to increase, and like eventually, most people on that continent will have internet access. The next thing too is I think people are asleep on the fact that while crypto et cetera is dead over here a little bit in in the states, that thing is alive and thriving over there. Yeah. In, in Africa, especially like in places on, especially on West, on, on, on the West coast, where a lot of those folks are migrating to take on different opportunities educationally or occupationally and sending money back home. Like, because Africa's banking system is so far behind, like centuries yes. behind the United yes. States infrastructure, like they're starting there's a potential different. for them. To, yeah. And so Something there's that. Different. Then also you got to think about the fact that like we're transitioning to a renewable source of energy and Africa has a lot of natural resources for that. I think it was just recently in like South Africa or even like Zimbabwe or something like that, where they found this crazy mine for those materials necessary for batteries. Right. And so Africa is ripe with all the different yes. advances of technology to leapfrog a lot of stuff. The things that I think could potentially teeter them is government. Corruption. Cor mm. it's, it's cor cor corruption. Primarily corruption and violence and, and diseases, I think. Is but, these being about. taken off the table? But well, speak. as Dre said, not yet. Yes, right? okay. Like, not, <laughs> yeah, like, like, with, <laughs> that, like yeah. I hear you. I trust me. I hear you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but uh, speaking of diseases, this is still in the realm. I thought this was a very interesting story. But... Yeah, do y'all know how many people worldwide received at least one dose of the COVID nineteen vaccine? Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm gonna say three billion. Three billion. I'll say I, I'll say a billion. Okay, a billion. Five point five billion. Oh, so wait. about seventy two percent. Everybody. That's about everybody. Seventy two percent of the world. And the reason right, why this is important. <laughs> so the reason why this is important is because have y'all heard of Caitlin Carica? Okay, so she recently won the Nobel Prize in physiology and medicine. And this was specifically for the research she's been doing around mRNA for the past 35 years. And so she first started over over at yeah. UPenn as a researcher in 1989. During that time, she couldn't get funding, a whole lot of stuff. Like she even got demoted at, at Penn. And long story short, come around like the early 2000s, she decided to spin out her company, which basically means when a, re, uh, uh, a professor takes their research and try to start a company. And so typically you have to negotiate equity and like light licensing deals with the tech transfer offices in order to be able to use your research, right? Because you paid for it with the university money. And so she couldn't even you get a license. You paid for the university. You paid for, you paid for the university. <laughs> That's just how the academic was set up. And they made money off you. I'm but, go ahead, go but, ahead. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm about to get to the money because this is very interesting. So going back to it, like we said, 5.5 billion people got the COVID vaccine, right? So Homegirl sold her company and the patents she owned on this, on, on this research for $300,000, right? And so because she didn't have the licenses, like she didn't own this. 
that MR, mRNA technology that she had developed, and she, once again, sold for $300,000, it was sold and licensed by Moderna, BioNTech, all the big, literally all the big vaccine providers. So her impact, her research led to 5.5 billion people getting vaccines. She saw $300,000 and literally, yeah, because the university was the one who owned it, saw literally upwards of close to uh, a billion dollars what just from licensing. Okay. Who does she sell it to? Uh, yeah, it doesn't specifically say. Wait, and so the university end up getting some licensing royalties from like Moderna and Pfizer and... Johnson, like any any of the the big pharma companies that use it, they got a royalty from that, and she got nothing. No, no she so her, the her, her or at least fifty million. Hold on, the university sold her patents yeah, to a company. The company that then owned her patents sold it to Moderna and all the other vaccines. Basically, Moderna and all them licensed it, so they right. paid a fee for that specific technology. And that ended up totaling close and to a billion dollars. And the crazy thing is, it, and they they made it seem like they made it. They made it. That's all we made. Like, they, like you you bought the tech. You bought the tech. You like and and yes, it's useful. But y'all didn't. You know what I'm saying? Look, they owe her fifty it, million. Isn't that pretty but, common, though, Brylan? In the biotech space, aren't isn't everybody leveraging everybody's work in a way? Yeah. And like, how much is this is original anyway? Right? Isn't it pretty much all shared and borrowed amongst? Yeah. The yeah. It, it 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 is. I think the interesting thing here is this specifically highlighted the struggle that a lot of professors run into when working with tech transfer offices. For folks that don't know, the tech transfer office is specifically in charge with the commercialization relationship between faculty that in universities when it comes to what they call spinning out a company. And so this, this is the crazy thing. Most academic research, literally from any type top university, literally you can probably say, I think the percentage was like 4% of it actually goes on to become, a, get turned into like a business. Yeah. So yeah. that means 96% yeah. of all research is just papers. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. part of the reason why that gets in the way is either one, they can't get to terms on equity. That's a huge thing. The other thing too is sometimes the license agreements are too much for the company to be able to pay. And sometimes they just don't have a really good business person to, to add to the science side of things. And so it's, it's like this is the world. Is there an opportunity yeah. there? Because that seems like a big motion yeah. there, right? Because it seemed like there's so much scientific advancement just trapped in papers. So yeah, how, for like, sure. how do you... How do you yeah. unlock, is there like, is there an opportunity to unlock some of that? Cause that seems like there, a lot there, of there, value. There, there is an opportunity. I think what it is is that it's usually attached with, there's a lot of regulatory stuff around like who can like leverage that, the, that research and stuff. Like, like it's out there. If you want to leverage that research, you got to yeah. go pay the university. And yeah. And, and also like, usually you have to have a level of credentials. If it's not, for example, like in tech, like I can just go to GitHub and use Berkeley's whatever, and I can make whatever and, and profit off of it, whatever. And, and yeah, Berkeley students made it, but that's that's besides the point. And actually, it's not besides the point. It's actually similar to the point. But the mm -hmm. the but and tech, we don't. It's a little bit. It's different in that way. But in a lot of these more regulated places, you can't just take the information and apply it, even if it's out there. Even if it's out, there, it is a big opportunity. I think it's a. Huge well, I'm just wondering. You just walk into a university. Like, let's say I had 
$10 million just sitting yes. around. And I'm like, you yes. know what? Yes. I'm going to walk to the University of Texas biolab and say, yes. what do y'all have to license? I got $10 million to spend on licensing yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't know what, but I'm going to license telling you it. That. Bro, yeah, if you give it to bro, me. And yes. all you need to do is get, hire somebody who has credentials and then you straight. Lit it, bro, read the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. read the book, Building the the Backwards. Book. Building That's backwards. what they do. Okay. Building Backwards, bro. Building Backwards in biotech. Literally, they, she broke that straight down. That is literally what a ton of these different biotechs that begin spun up. It'd be folks mm. who just know sales or whatever. And they literally do that. They partner, as Rodney just said, they partner with an expert to handle the science side. And they yes, could literally exactly. go to the university and license, license the technology. Yeah. Damn. It's, it's similar to like in tech, like having a, a technical co-founder. Yeah. Except that requires like the, uh, uh, those ideas. spaces. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I know how Dre is. The next question my mom, not even going, I'm like, wait, how expensive are these licensing? I never, I didn't know about this. What it is, is that I, I it's probably highly dependent. What What's interesting about us as entrepreneurs is that our job is to find underutilized technologies and make them more accessible. Mm. Yeah. Usually that's what we're doing. Yeah. And so usually like you have smart people that are making all the stuff, but they don't necessarily make it accessible per se or turn it into a practical thing. Those, those are usually what our jobs are. And yeah, yeah. And one day when you have your $50 million, $100 million, I don't know, actually billion dollar exit, You'll be able to go and explore to a lot of the universities. That'd be, uh, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. walking in and saying, I want that life? We got some things we're going to try with that. Yeah, life. we're just going to try it. We don't know what we're doing. We're just going to try it. I, I do feel like students, I feel like these, a lot of these, a lot of these are like doctor, doctorate level and they're doing yeah, 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 yeah. trials and because it, it's in biotech, but it's also in all these other areas. AI and they're mm. not, and they're doing it for free, yo. They're doing it. I'm like, and and as somebody who makes money, man, <laughs> like, and and I'm looking at they paying to go to school, and it's like the college is making it seem like they're doing them favors. I mean, the reality is, the 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 stuff that they're telling them to do for free or for a low amount is being used for money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For a profit. So you're paying for a profit, but then also doing work that they can also profit off of. And so it's, it, we, it can get interesting. Not, now, I would suggest, yeah, but the thing is, though, also those institutions, they keep the, they try to gate a lot of that information, too, which is why you got to go to them. You know, they don't want information accessibility, if, if per se. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm going to keep it a stack. I'm going to keep it a stack. I, I just think people don't look. Like, it, it is how. literally public information. Sure, they don't know how. Don't know but how. it literally is, just, like, what I'm realizing all this information is out there. Mm. Yeah, it is. It, it's just an awareness thing. You're not. You're just not aware that that is the most expensive thing. Education is, is so important. Awareness. Mm. I boil that down to education, and meaning that people being ed educated on some of the things that are like that they can that are out there. Because yeah, there are a lot of times we are focused on a small set of things, and there's a lot more than we know. And it's the more that you are curious and learning more stuff, for example, like Brian's curiosity is unparalleled. So you're like information out there, cause, but you are like a seeker of a lot of information. You are also university graduate and you'll continue to do a lot of research. And so, it's, yeah. And then also you have an entrepreneurial spirit. So you can also see the other side of it. Sometimes it's that, is that they don't have, people don't always have both. 
which is not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people are just a straight salesman. They, they just like, hey, look, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. like I see that technology. I can sell that. I don't know what y'all doing with that. I could take that and turn that into. But then there's other people that are like, who are building, for example, me and Drayden, we have a common friend. And I remember some years ago, he was he's trying to explain to us like a crypto, like a lot of things in crypto. And he just couldn't like, he was like, I knew because I know him and know how smart he is. I know that the information that, it, but shout out to Noah. I know how smart he is. And I know, but it's like he, the communication of the technology is not translating to everybody. People are like, it doesn't always yeah. translate. Actually, speaking of translating, you got all my ass about that, about the uh, website, <laughs> about the new safe website. Because here's the thing. We have a bunch of users that are saying they love the product. They're doing, it. they're doing novel use case you've never seen. But we still need to, because it's a new way of doing something, we still need to highlight use cases in a similar way to like how ChatGPT is doing it. Because they're also a tool. You know what I'm saying? It's just that, but however you use the tools are always like up to the individual, really. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you, can use a, you can use a knife to cut bread or you can use a knife for something else. You know what I'm saying? Before we cut, before we go out, have y'all listened to the Drake album? For all my dogs. Yeah, yeah I did. listen to it? Yeah. What do y'all, what do y'all? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Bradley, what do you want to say, man? Nah, go ahead. Cause me? Yeah. Okay. 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 Look, so I'll, I'll be honest. I only listened to it once and I was distracted. I was locked cause I was on a mission. I was on a mission to do something. So I was like, let me just put it on. And uh, production quality, amazing, of course, is money behind it. So it's going to sound amazing. I would have to listen to it again when I'm not distracted. I can't give a fair. There was only one song. It was uh, 7969. I thought it was a very clever play on words of what he was trying to say there. It was, it was super dope. And I'm tapped in, into the mm. hip hop world and stuff. And yeah. so, I, so I also, there's other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, what y'all think? It was only one song caught my attention but i was distracted i'll say that yeah. much i got three of them okay so one is oh first person shooter. First person shooter, oh yeah sorry. yeah that was a j cole one. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah. cole came out yeah yeah i like bahamas promises that that was that had some old school drake feel to it like for real? It, his lyrics were just on he had this one lyric i had to screenshot it said and for someone you don't miss I sure feel like somebody you need. Oh my God, Drake. <laughs> talk that talk, big fella. And then there was another song. Yeah. Fear of Heights. I think he just jumped on this beat and he just started talking that talk. Yeah, that, that was one of them. Yeah. And then he had Virginia Beach. Vir Virginia Beach. Uh, yeah, this one was fire too. He had this line. I want to get back to the days that you love me for nothing, but what you, but, but what you could see. Oh my gosh. That nigga spent his last check on your car. You got it and drove it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. Got it and drove it to yeah. me. Yeah. Drake, Drake has been on an incredible run, man. Mm -hmm. For like yeah. a decade. Like a decade just straight. Just consistent, nonstop. Yeah. That, every that's single different. year. Can you take that's a break? Different. Just, I think he needs to take a break. Yeah, though. he said it. I heard he. I heard he just announced he, this was gonna be his last album for a little bit. I don't that's know good. How much time oh, that's good. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I think he should go. I think he, he should he's go. Dark he's for lashing like out. Five years. Yeah, yeah. Because he's lashing. Because because I could tell he's lashing out a little bit, and I'm, we don't have to get into all the stuff. But he's he's not in his strongest. I I would say yeah. there are certain things that are like that wouldn't normally get to him, and I think it's because he's had like in the last three years what CLB her loss. 
honestly, never mind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For all the dogs. Those are that's most like most of our favorite rappers that like, we grew up with. They not coming out with that, that many albums and then nowhere. So he's he just he's like workaholic. And the so tour. Yeah. He's been touring. I feel like every year, I feel like. Or it's yeah. like you always on tour with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I think I ain't gonna lie. You making me want to. I gotta go back and read all the album titles just to see if he's been playing a trick on us. Because when you read them all off, I was like, "Damn, them sound like they go together." He he has been going through something. (laughs) Trust me when I say he needs a break. Certified lover boy. Honestly, never mind. Her loss. That sound don't it? Yes, no. He he needs a break because he needs a break for a few reasons. But honestly, for the first reason, because he deserves it. The first reason is he he deserves it. That's the first reason. But also, I, he's acting a little bit out of character. I, I want yeah. him to be back recharged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, yeah. He's been we got going enough. since 2000. We got enough. We got yeah, yeah. I know. I know. He doesn't want to stop. No, actually, no. 2006, really, because Room for Improvement. That yeah. was the first one. Hope. So, room for Improvement. Bro, folks folks weren't tapped in with MySpace Drake at the time. Yes. Damn. So he's been at yeah. it. He's been at it for a while. So he's he been yeah, at this to- level. Shout out to Drake. He the number one streaming artist. And I, I saw something else that he's passing Michael Jackson, if I believe it or not, for the most number one singles in history. That's crazy. To pass Michael Jackson anything musically is probably an honor because Michael Jackson Hold is on. the GOAT. We've been getting Drake albums for every year since 2015. Yes. Nuts. That's crazy. That's literally almost a decade. That's almost a de- down there a decade run. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost a decade around. Yeah. He, so. he might got to give us another two just to top it off. That's a no, run. Not right now. Not right now. I think he, he got to go dark. He, he got to go dark he, for five Drake, years. Let the people like miss you. You know what I'm saying? Like Kendrick. Exactly. Let us miss you for a little bit. Let us marinate on the you body. Know, you yo, yo. Right, right, right. Look, I, we were, you know what's crazy, Dre, as you say that? That was, that was we had, Dre, I know you saw this. We, we were in a group chat. Look. One of our friends was like, there's a mystic around Drake. I'm like, what mystic? There's no mystic. And like, he's posting every day. He's dropping multiple albums. Every time I look up, there's no, like, yeah. you talk about mystic. I don't even, what are you talking about? <laughs> what's yeah, the mystic know, part? We know everything. We know everything. If it yeah, yeah. yeah what's it the feels mystic? like that. Right. So what's the, like, what's, there's no mystic. It, it, the mystic yeah. is Kendrick. We're Kendrick. Yeah. What's Kendrick doing? You know what I'm saying? Or Cole. Cole. Like, or Cole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And still can pop up on the first track of his album. So it's, I, I didn't have the mystic part. I was like, nah, we, he been lost the mystic part. I'm with you, Dre. Get back, to be mystic, and you know what I'm saying. And then people will appreciate him more. And I think that may nice. actually help him too. Because I think he's lashing out maybe because he feels people are ungrateful or whatever the work he's put in, all these other things, all these things. But uh, but if he but by doing that, he's getting more criticism because he's lashing out. You know what I'm saying? It's just take the break, stay low if he can. But I find but he was at the top, so I find that hard to let go. He's probably like just hanging on it, like he just can't. Yeah, yeah, Drake is living like a video game character for, for for sure. Like the video game character with all the cheats when you unlock, unlock all the money yeah. in the game. Yeah, unlock all the special items. What yeah. else is there to do? What else is there to yeah. do? That's why he should. That's why he shouldn't necessarily let go of the game. But maybe he should look into how like Riri and Hope move. You know what I'm saying? That's something I put like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah, let's wrap it up. That was a good episode. Awesome episode. Take care, guys. One.